Welcome to the Calming Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Minton, psychotherapist and mindfulness coach. This podcast is designed to offer you inspiration, wisdom, and actionable steps to support you to nurture your inner light. I learned so much from my interview with Ivory Howard. She understands that everyone's relationship with health and wellness is different, and she seeks to honor that with her work. Ivory is a certified yoga and Pilates instructor. She also received her master's of public health from George Washington University and an advanced training in plant-based nutrition from Cornell. She's been seen in the U.S. News and World Report, Health Digest, Fit and Well, the Zoe Report, and etc. for helping others achieve their health and fitness goals. For me, what stood out most in this interview was Ivory's understanding and commitment to opening the door for Pilates and yoga to be accessible and welcoming to people of all backgrounds and all shapes and sizes. I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, well, welcome, Ivory. It's so nice to have you on today. I'm looking forward to talking to you a little bit about your work. But before I do, I want to just ask you, and then this is a question I ask everybody at the beginning of each episode, is what is it happened in your journey or what was it in your journey that led you here? Because I think a lot of times when we're helping people, when we're helping people find balance or well-being, there's a reason for that, right? That usually is somewhere in our journey. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a yoga and Pilates instructor, and I just really want to be able to provide busy women with a safe and welcoming space for yoga. Um, and that's something that I did not have when I was on my yoga journey and just beginning. I think many people think in order to practice yoga, you have to be thin, you have to be flexible, you have to be young. And certainly if you Googled yoga, that is exactly what you would see. But that's not something that is a requirement of yoga. Anyone can practice yoga. It should be open to everyone. But we often gatekeep yoga. Um, with expensive classes, expensive activewear. And there are many reasons for that, but this is something that is available to everyone and should be available to, to everyone. Everyone should feel welcome um, in studio spaces, but that just always is not the case. And I do have some students that come from other cities to practice with me because they feel like they aren't welcome in the studios where they practice. And that is heartbreaking. <laughs> you should feel like welcome in your own neighborhood and your studio space where you can practice conveniently. But that just isn't the case because yoga and Pilates often are not uh, diverse spaces. And wellness in general can um, often not be a uh, diverse space because there's a lot of gatekeeping and there's a lot of expense around wellness and practicing yoga and Pilates. But just as a yoga instructor for myself, I want to be able to make sure that uh, my classes are diverse and they're full of students of color and anyone who wants to practice uh, can feel welcome in those spaces. Um, and just helping them get to that place and uh, maybe figuring out how to search for a yoga studio, what questions they should ask before they commit to a studio so that they can feel welcome and safe in their studio space. Yeah, that's so important. And you're so right about the gatekeeping. Is that something you experienced as when you were on your yoga journey as a sense of not feeling welcome? 
Uh, maybe to a degree, because there are many things just as being a Black woman uh, practicing um, that might seem unusual or different in a space, and you might feel like you can't do those things. Um, like, for example, many professional Black women have to um, straighten their hair, and sweating in a hot yoga studio does not, those two things don't mesh well together. So you might have to, like, cover your hair or do something um, to prevent sweat from getting to the edges. Um, and that's not something you often see in a yoga studio. So someone might feel like they're not um, uh, welcome to do that, or they may feel strange or odd if they do that. But there are many workarounds or um, just find a studio space that is used to that. They're welcoming, um, no matter what you need to do in order to practice. Uh, but that's just one example. There are many examples, you know, depending on your size or your shape or your or your race, there are many different ways that you can feel not welcome in your space, but it's about the studio space, just making sure that they are welcoming of many people or many different types of people. Because it's not just about being nice, like, or kind, like you really just need to be more aware um, of what your students need um, in that space. Yes, that's so important. Okay. And so I'm curious, um, what do you think for any practitioners and or yoga teachers and Pilates teachers that might be listening, what is it that you offer that is you that is unique and allows the space to be inclusive and people to feel welcome? Um, well, for me, I don't think it's an accident at all that my classes are filled with uh, students of color I mean. Uh, probably people that maybe don't feel welcome in studio spaces where they live. I mean, I really do make an effort to reach out to to community members and not just uh, a slice of the community. So it's really important just to have a maybe when I'm marketing, certainly uh, a broader reach and making sure that I am reaching out to um, everyone in the community and not just a, sli a slice of that community. Um, so for me, I definitely make sure that I... And doing those things and making people feel welcome, visible, and celebrated in their in their space. And tell me more about, or tell us more about yeah. your work. So you're a teacher, mm -hmm. and you work in in different studios. At, you're located in Washington D.C. Uh, right. I'm a yoga and Pilates. <laughs> sorry, yoga and Pilates. Uh, instructor based in Washington, D.C. I have an online studio and I work with busy professional women to help them work out consistently and reclaim their health. I think once you start working, you often find yourself sitting a lot, you know, uh, sitting during your commute, sitting at work, sitting on your commute back. And when you finally get home, all you want to do is relax and sit down. But we need to make more space for movement in our lives. And um, I help those women uh, work out consistently. Okay. And so people would come on your website and they can join your classes? Um, yeah, they can book a class with me. Um, often work one-on-one -on -one or in a, a small group. This theme, this month's theme of the podcast is on navigating and, and soothing, finding grace with guilt and feelings of guilt. And I think guilt and shame both can come up a lot in terms of, and actually you're talking about it a little bit if you're not feeling unwelcome or different um, than everybody else that's in a studio with you. But also maybe if you're not feeling okay in your body, you know, that your body's not like, quote unquote, perfect enough or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, according to some standards that society's put out there commercially. I'm wondering um, if you can speak to any of that, the, the, how guilt shows up in your work with women and how you work with women and celebrating their bodies and their practice. Yeah, of course. I think it's very important, like when guilt and shame show up, just to let it go as soon as you can, because people 
When they feel good, they do good. And I think when guilt and shame pop up, there's often this possibility that you can spiral and feel more guilt and shame. And certainly you might find yourself lying, cheating, stealing, and feeling disappointment. And I know that's a surprise, but we do all of those things when it comes to our health and fitness. Uh, We lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves we'll do it tomorrow. We steal time from our workouts. We cheat ourselves out of better health and fitness. And we disappoint ourselves when we don't follow our diet and exercise plans. So it's really important to like let go of that guilt and shame as soon as you can so that you will find yourself in a more positive space where you can be your best self and see yourself doing the things for yourself that you want to do. You know, that's something that you have to let go of. And it's certainly natural uh, that you might feel those feelings, um, but let them go. That's not the real you. <laughs> like, that is just uh, a part of you talking, but don't listen. You can certainly move forward um, into a better place, uh, more positive, positive space so that you can do um, so you can do good work for yourself and for your community. That's great. Rewind, reflect, renew. I've got a special year-end reflection guide to help you uncover lessons and insights, celebrate wins, and set the stage for a transformative year ahead. Let's make the most of your journey into the new year. This guide is available for a limited time only until Wednesday, January 3rd. So head over now to get it at thecalmingground.com forward slash new year 2024. And a lot of times what I'll hear women say is like, oh, I fell off the wagon. Like it's as though once they've made a choice to eat something that maybe they don't, aren't feeling proud of or something like that. It's like the rest of the day is just gone. And that kind of, I'll do it tomorrow. creeps up. So I'm wondering for people who really start criticizing and judging themselves for choices they make, um, do you have any words of wisdom in terms of like how to kind of stay in on track and not leave it for tomorrow. Right. I mean, just in the moment where you are, just take any small step forward that you can do to get back on the right track or even take action. Because I know that's where many people are. You haven't even are in a place where you've taken action and you are already on the track to progress. So take any small step forward that you can. Um, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing or this big giant goal that you're reaching out for. Um, just take a small step. Any step forward is still progress. Like progress doesn't have to be your big lofty goal all at once. Like break that goal down into smaller steps. Work on those smaller steps moving forward. And progress isn't necessarily um, forward each day. Like sometimes there are a few steps back and then you move forward. So um, that's just realistic. And that is life. Life is happening. And we are just um, managing our workouts as life happens. So certainly think about just taking one small step forward wherever you are in your journey. And Ivory, I'm curious, when you think about kind of your why, your work, your mission, what is it that you want, if you are communicating your message to women, what is it that you most want them to hear? Yeah, absolutely. I just want them to know that it is possible to reclaim your health and to live a long, active and healthy life wherever you are. And certainly as a public health professional, I just want people to know that may be at risk for some of the chronic diseases that we suffer from in the United States, like uh, stroke, cancer, diabetes, but uh, we can prevent these. And if you have them, I want you to know that you can live a long, active and healthy life. So how do you navigate when you're having a rough day or you might be not feeling maybe 100% energized in yourself or with vitality? What is it that you offer yourself or how do you navigate that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking a little bit about that before we started that today. I do have a cold and I'm not feeling 100% like my best self, but I did get on a mini workout today. Um, So I just went walking. I did what I could do when I could do it. I just made it happen. So this time slot for working out and maybe I didn't do the workout that I planned to do if I wasn't sick, but I did do something. Like I put on my workout clothes, I got to the gym and I did something. So um it's just really important just to take a small step forward. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like if I didn't wasn't able to do the workout that I planned, it doesn't mean that I can't do something. So I made something happen and that feels really good <laughs> just to be there in that space. So take any small step forward that you can to keep moving forward. Okay. I'm wondering with that, is there any mindset, like trick or tip that you might use? So when you're not feeling well and you decide, okay, I'm going to take that walk or I'm going to do a small step. Is there anything you tell yourself in particular, anything that seems to help you or the women that you work with? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. For myself, I just uh, follow the plan. You cannot in any way, listen to your morning self or I'm too tired self or I stayed up too late self. Like you follow your plan. You have a plan for your health and your fitness. I follow that plan because uh, there's so many things that can pop up, so many mindset issues and different versions of yourself that will tell you you can't do it, that I have a cold version. I cannot work out like mm, maybe you can do a little something. Um, So just uh, follow your plan, right? It doesn't have to be a big grandiose goal or uh, maybe you have to adjust the plan that you have and that's okay. I mean, just keep moving forward and take small steps if you And I'm wondering if maybe there um, is anything else that we haven't necessarily touched on. Actually, I have I do have another question um, that we haven't touched on that just popped up as I asked that. And that is when you're thinking about maybe women because of their body type or that they're a minority of some kind that they don't feel like they can be accepted in a space that's predominantly, you know, maybe middle-class to wealthy white space that's mm-hmm. been gatekept. I'm wondering if there's any message that you would want to offer them so that they might take a step where they, and, and into a space that might have felt hostile or might hold some trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Certainly you are welcome to try many different studios in your area and many of them offer free trials so that you can get an idea of whether or not this studio is the right place for you. And that's a good time uh, to use the trial to see if uh, the classes, the instructors, uh, the location works for you. So definitely take advantage of that. Not just try studios, but also try different styles of practice that you haven't tried or haven't learned about yet. There's kinetic yoga. You're certainly welcome to practice that. And that is based in African style of yoga. So definitely feel free to try that and see if that might be a more uh, welcoming practice in space for you. But keep moving forward and seeing what works best for you. Um, And then certainly when you're thinking about studio spaces, there might be a few questions that you like to consider. See if that uh, studio space is right for you and would recommend a few questions for you. Like you might ask, is the BIPOC leadership represented at the studio? So is are the BIPOC uh, instructors or studio members uh, represented in leadership roles at your studio? That's the first question you can ask. And certainly that information might be available on their website. And then second, does the yoga studio recognize the need for inclusive spaces? And that also might be included on the website. Um, certainly when you go to the studio, you'll have a better idea of whether or not they um, recognize the need for inclusive spaces or including people 
more diversity. And then take a look at their processes and resources, uh, whether or not those are devoted to recruiting and training BIPOC teachers. Um, that's another important one. You know, do they have scholarships perhaps uh, for BIPOC teachers? That would be a good example. Um, and is your studio investing in BIPOC communities where they're located? That is incredibly important because reaching out to other BIPOC communities would certainly say that they recognize the need and that they are making sure that their marketing is more diverse and not just uh, reaching out to a sliver of the community where they're located. And do they cultivate relationships with BIPOC business partners and other partners, so businesses and partners that um, they could possibly uh, cultivate relationships with? So that's a few questions that you could just ask yourself when you're starting out looking for a yoga studio. Uh, those are all important. Um, but just if you just get started and certainly give you a good idea of whether or not that studio might be a good space for you. Yeah, that's great. I'm curious, did you? How did you kind of find your way into the yoga and Pilates arena? Like, what was it that drew you there? How did you find your way there? <laughs> I think I started practicing Pilates because I heard that it was good for your core, and it certainly is. Um, I had just never found an ab routine that worked well for me, so I started Pilates when I heard that it was good for that, and I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. And I think I started at my gym actually because I was already there, so of course, <laughs> providing a yoga Pilates um, class worked out well in that space. And I started yoga at the gym as well. I had a little uh, little teacher, <laughs> Maria, who had who had classes there, so that was great. But my gym. Um, that gym in particular where I started, they had a space that was only for women. And so if you felt uncomfortable practicing like in a larger space, there was like a mini gym within the gym that was just for women and it was connected to the women's locker room. So you never ha actually had to walk out and into like a women's only space. Like once you got into your locker room, you could stay there and you're ready to leave. You just walked out. So they recognized the need uh, for their audience, their clientele, that they need something a bit different. So even in that space, uh, certainly I felt welcome. I felt like they were um, paying attention to my needs because um, I just think that's important. Certainly when you're in yoga and Pilates, you are doing certain moves that you might not feel comfortable having everyone like peek through the windows um, when you're doing those. So that was uh, just really great space to be in that they recognize that maybe we need to make sure that we're attending to the needs of our audience, our clients. Yes. And I'm so appreciating all the nuance here of the ways to bring health and wellness and into accessibility for people who might have hard experiences or vulnerabilities or maybe pain around certain certain areas, for example, right? Being seen and doing in vulnerable positions or feeling unwelcome. And so many different ways that we can make this accessible if we're conscious, right? right? And if and if we have intention. Right. Absolutely. Because it's already hard. It doesn't need to be any harder. And those are small things that prevent us from health and fitness and prevent us from preventing chronic diseases that many suffer from in the United States, all preventable. Um, so certainly we should uh, make this more accessible. Yes. So Ivory is the best way for people to find you by going, I'll have links in the show notes to right. your website. And, and is that the best way for people to find you and reach you? Or how, how would you recommend people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? I'm sure they can reach out to me on my website at ivoryhoward.com or on social media, Belly Bodies on any platform. And now the question I was going to ask earlier, is there anything we haven't gotten to that you feel might be really important to share or to touch on or an insight or wisdom you have to offer our listeners um, before we pause for today? Um, yeah, I know that we are 
coming back from the pandemic, uh, many of us are uh, transitioning from work to home back into the offices and things in health and fitness might be a bit different. Um, and that is okay, but feel free to adapt and see what works for you and your body and your schedule at this time. Um, what worked before might not work now, but <laughs> keep trying different things and keep moving forward. And certainly if you want to chat about that, feel free to reach out to me um, at ibhoward.com. I'd be happy to chat with you. Well, thank you so much for being on today and for sharing your insight and wisdom. I so appreciate the work you do. So thank you, Ivory. Thank you. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to not miss another episode. And please share this podcast with a friend you think might benefit. I'd love to remind as many people as possible that they too can have the peace, calm, and rejuvenation that a little self-love and care can bring. And lastly, I'd love if you would leave me a review and let me know how I'm doing. See you next week.